welcome to the first edition of the 2019 JNMP podcast. My name is Elizabeth Hyten and I'm the JNMP podcast editor. In this month's edition, we're discussing whether statins increase the hemorrhage risk in survivors of an intracerebral hemorrhage, um, a paper which was recently published in the JNMP. So I'm joined by our, the senior author of that paper, Professor David Waring, who's the Professor of Clinical Neurology at the Stroke Research Centre at the UCL Institute of Neurology, the National Hospital for Neurology and Neurosurgery at the Queen's Square, London. Um, so David, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, Elizabeth. So I wondered if we could first start off by asking about statin use in older adults and when and why are they prescribed? The statins are among the most widely used medicines, uh, actually, and they are used to inhibit cholesterol synthesis and particularly reducing uh, low density lipoprotein LDL cholesterol. And they have a powerful effect on this. And trials have shown that, that lowering of LDL cholesterol clearly reduces major vascular event rates, uh, for example, heart attacks, strokes, um, coronary revascularizations, and so on. So they're used in older adults, uh, firstly in primary prevention. So these are people judged to be at uh, a high risk of future vascular events, in which case statins uh, are used to prevent those vascular events perhaps uh, particularly in those with risk factors such as diabetes that give them a high overall future vascular risk. And then statins are also used in survivors of vascular events, for example, heart attacks and strokes. Um, so for example, in the field I work in, in stroke medicine, uh, all patients with ischemic stroke will be offered a statin to reduce their risk of a future ischemic stroke. Um, and the, the risk reduction is, is, is of the order of 20-25% for recurrent ischemic stroke in those survivors who are given statins after an ischemic stroke. So they're very widely used in older adults for those reasons. And it obviously sounds like it can be used as preventative in, in many instances. So are there certain circumstances where there's sort of uncertainty about whether one should prescribe statins in older adults? So there's certainly some uncertainty uh, with regard to uh, primary prevention in that statins can have side effects, particularly side effects on muscles, um, muscle pains and occasionally more serious uh, muscle problems. So that, that's one area of controversy. But the one that we were interested in is whether statins could potentially increase the risk of bleeding and in particularly whether they could increase the risk of intracerebral hemorrhage which is uh, one of the most catastrophic forms of bleeding. And this uh, concern about bleeding arose really um, originally through a trial called Sparkle, which was a trial of atorvastatin used to um, intensively reduce cholesterol levels. And that trial clearly showed in stroke survivors that that was including people with ischemic stroke and intracerebral hemorrhage, the Sparkle trial clearly showed a benefit in reducing future recurrent ischemic stroke, but it was found that those who were, were qualified for the study with an intracerebral hemorrhage at baseline seemed to have an increased risk of future bleeding within the brain, hemorrhagic stroke or intracerebral hemorrhage. And this led to concerns that statins might increase the risk of bleed in the brain, particularly in those who'd had a previous intracerebral hemorrhage 
so this was data from a, a randomized controlled trial. There are also theoretical reasons why statins might increase bleeding risk because they are known to have, other than their lipid lowering effect, they have other effects, including antiplatelet effects that could conceivably increase bleeding risk. So firstly, there are theoretical grounds for concern. And then the, the uh, Sparkle randomized controlled trial led to concerns from randomized data. There's also some data from the heart protection study, which was another statin um, secondary prevention trial, which also there was a signal for increased intracerebral hemorrhage risk. So clinicians have been rather uncertain about whether in survivors of an intracerebral hemorrhage who have an indication to use a statin, whether these patients might suffer hazard because of an increased risk of intracerebral hemorrhage in the future. So um, obviously you and your team pursued this further in your study recently published in the JNMP. So what did you identify about the risk of statins, particularly after these intracerebral hemorrhages? So what we did was we did a systematic literature review and meta-analysis looking for all data that we could find, looking to compare statin therapy with control in people who'd previously had a stroke and that previous stroke could have been an intracerebral hemorrhage or it could have been an ischemic stroke. And the reason this was um, a, a novel approach is that previous analyses have not focused purely on those who'd had a previous stroke and were exposed to statins. So we specifically looked at these groups and we identified 43 studies, which included over 300,000 patient years of follow-up. And this was observational and randomized control studies. And the group in which we were most interested was those with previous intracerebral hemorrhage, as I previously mentioned. And what we found was that in survivors of an intracerebral hemorrhage, statins did not increase the risk of recurrent intracerebral hemorrhage. There was no significant signal there. That was in about 24,000 patients' uh, data sets. However, in survivors of intracerebral hemorrhage, statins were clearly associated with reduced mortality, the relative risk of about 0.49, and also they were associated with better functional outcomes. So the chance of a poor functional outcome on something called the modified ranking score, which is a score of functional independence, that you were much less likely to have a poor functional outcome if given statins after an intracerebral hemorrhage, the relative risk was about 0.7, so about a 30% reduction in poor functional outcome. So essentially what the study seems to show is that in survivors of an intracerebral hemorrhage, there is a clear benefit on both uh, mortality and positive functional outcome, but without any identified signal for an increased risk of intracerebral hemorrhage. And incidentally, we found similar findings for ischemic stroke survivors as well, in whom statins are obviously widely used. I mean, these findings presumably are extremely reassuring. Um, so what would you be your recommendations for clinicians and healthcare providers who perhaps listen to the podcast or, or reading your paper? So I think the first thing to say is that our data is, it's a systematic review and meta-analysis of other data, including observational studies, as well as randomized controlled trials. And we were unable to adjust for all the confounding factors that could affect the response to statins in intracerebral hemorrhage survivors. So 
there's a, a major safety warning for interpretation of these data in that they are not uh, high level randomized evidence uh, for a, from a trial specifically designed to answer this question. But given that caveat, we think this is the, the, uh, the, the most systematic attempt to bring all this evidence together. And what this evidence shows is that there's no clear signal of hazard from exposing people with intracerebral hemorrhage to statins from the data that we could find. So in other words, this, as you said, this is reassuring to clinicians. And we think from our data in survivors of an intracerebral hemorrhage, if there is a, a good indication for them being given a statin medication, in other words, they have a significant future cardiovascular risk, for example, they have a risk of myocardial infarction or stroke, then statins should not be withheld in survivors of intracerebral hemorrhage based on our findings. As I said, there is a caveat that this was not a purpose-designed randomized controlled trial. And another caveat is that not all intracerebral hemorrhages are the same. Um, they can be either lobar hemorrhages near the surface of the brain, or they can be deeper hemorrhages. And these can have different causes from different arterial uh, pathologies, in particular lobar hemorrhage, is often attributed to cerebral amyloid angiopathy, a disease of amyloid in the vessels. And these types of hemorrhage may have different responses to statins. So in other words, we didn't have the granularity in our meta-analysis to be able to look at subgroups of intracerebral hemorrhage. And it's still possible that there are groups of hemorrhage survivors who might be at increased risk of statins. But nevertheless, given those caveats, our findings are reassuring uh, that statins should not routinely be withheld in survivors of an intracerebral hemorrhage if there's a strong indication to give them. That's brilliant news. And I think um, with those caveats in mind, what, what sort of research do you think or further research do you think might be needed to sort of reduce the level of uncertainty around your results and, and others out there? So as we, as we know, the highest level of evidence on this question would be from a purpose-designed, randomized, controlled trial in survivors of intracerebral hemorrhage with an indication for statin use in whom clinicians are uncertain. And these patients should then be randomly allocated to statins or no statins and followed up for important events, including future cardiovascular ischemic events, occlusive events, and also for intracerebral hemorrhage recurrence. So ideally, future research should include a large randomized controlled trial to definitively answer this topic. And I do know that investigators around the world have been uh, developing ideas for such randomized controlled trials, and hopefully these will be developed uh, in the near future. Brilliant. I look forward to hearing more about that in the future. David, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. My great pleasure. Thank you. So that was Professor David Waring, who's the Professor of Clinical Neurology at the Stroke Research Centre, the UCL Institute of Neurology, at the National Hospital for Neurology and Neurosurgery, Queen's Square in London. You can, of course, download the paper, as always, for free on jnmp.bmj.com. And we thank you all for tuning in once again in 2019 and look forward to many more podcasts this year. Mm -hmm.